Yeah, that's what always attracted me to marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's why I'm special. I'm actually specializing in strategy innovation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, yeah, that's what attracted me to marketing in the first place. Well, it's just the ability to be so creative. Because um, I do like, because I do have that aspect of an analytical mind where, mm-hmm. you know, very useful in finance and just all aspects of life. Mm-hmm. You can look at the facts and determine what's the most efficient outcome, which is very important. Okay, three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Way Podcast with your host, Sojin Murwar. Today we have a very special guest, a fellow Rotman Commerce student, William Wu. Um, William, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the viewers? Hello everyone, my name is William, and I'm a third year management student focused on innovation and strategy. And I met students, it was one night. A gloomy night, <laughs> <laughs> and that we we got the same group project, so we were assigned the same group. This is the guy got some fancy mic and the podcast going. Oh yeah, man! And I was like, in my deep in my heart, I know oh, this is the guy to go with. This is the guy gonna <laughs> give me an A A plus on the course. We didn't get an A. No, <laughs> we really no. I think we did. Yeah, I think we, we did. We, well. we did get an A. <laughs> I ended up at least in the end. I got an A. Yeah, same. I don't know what we got. Do did we get our mark back for the project ever? I don't think I don't so. Think That's the did. last project, yeah. But yeah. I still get a get A, so it's pretty good. Yeah, I was yeah. happy about that too. <laughs> a few of my interests. Well, I like to use skateboard and I um, like to celebrate creativities in life, like arts or formal arts. Mm-hmm. And recently in my work as well, trying to use the innovations that existing innovations to apply to businesses and also student the failure as well. That's pretty much about me for now. Cool. Yeah, so, um, like, William and I, um, we actually just made dinner. Like, I made, <laughs> I made 25 chicken legs, and he made, like, he took out the biggest pot I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and he made some ribs, some braised ribs. Yeah. It was super good, though. It was very delicious. Um, I thought the same way as well. We can, we can like, keep, keep the tray going. Yeah, every time we're gonna every time we come over to film, we cook beforehand for much longer than we expected, and then mm-hmm. we then we film together. But mm-hmm. yeah, when life gets busy, sometimes we just need to have the meal preps going on. So. Yeah, we're doing big meal preps. This is economic, isn't it? A tray. What's what's the what's the terminology for it? But I completely forgot about it. For what? For economic uh, yeah. competitive advantage. Yes. Like the willingness to pay whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. You will have like the lowest willingness to pay. You have to sink milk for five days. And you exactly. have something different at the last two days. Yeah. We train, and then that benefits everybody. So. <laughs> exactly. Economics apply to real life. Economics apply to real life, dude. Mm-hmm. It's not all in school, but. <laughs> yeah. So, like. I want to have William on because he's always so interested in like in really? filmmaking mm-hmm. and just creative stuff in general. Um, and, you know, as somebody who is also interested in those different things, like it's nice to talk to somebody else who's kind of mm-hmm. like-minded in that way. And, um, yeah, so we're also on the same committee together. Well, not the same committee, same club. Mm-hmm. Um, the RCAG, Rotten Commerce Arts Group. I'm on the events committees and the marketing committee. Um, and it's like a super awesome club. I'll shout them out. You know, something will pop up here or there somewhere. I'll put something mm-hmm. up. But yeah, William, when did you, you joined last year as well, right? Right. Yeah. So me and Will, William joined last year. Um, and it's just been a great experience so far. Mm-hmm. William has made some amazing... You guys got to check out his studies. If you're at UFT and you want to check out like some really good study spots, he made this... How long were you filming that for? Like, I remember you doing that in mm-hmm. late summer. That's right. Right? I think it took me around 50 hours. Yeah. <laughs> because I have to get the footage from all of the locations. Mm-hmm. How many places did you go? I think it's around seven places. Yeah. And, and you spent like a good mm-hmm. amount there. And because I want to film the library, and it's usually not allowed when there's people there. Mm-hmm. And it's very rude to film somebody without permission. So that's here's what I do. It, that's why it took me so long. For every single day. I planned at the very early before the library even opened. I I just sit there. there. Yeah, I just like sit there and then wait for the library to get open. As soon as the door opens, I walk in there. Nobody's there. 
I have such a free space. Yeah, you're there. It's like eight in the morning. Yeah, and and that's summer too. So like, it's even less people over to like doing anything over there. Normally, just like the staff asking me what I'm doing, and then so I'm filming for a study places for U of T. Fine, let's go. Yeah, and yeah. And then I I'm able to go scout there, and it took me around like five. Every locations took me like a day, so I have to go to very very early in the morning. Yeah, and that makes me, in a way that. It keeps a healthy habit for me to wake up early. I guess <laughs> because especially in, summer, in summertime, especially in summertime, it's it's incredible difficulty <laughs> for me to wake up early and then have a healthy sleep schedule. But that project kind of helps me a little bit and find something to do as well. I was doing my summer courses, and it was a really light workload. Yeah. So it's it's a fun side project, and that video got me a job at Innovation Hub. That's out of such a surprise. Well, I mean, you totally deserve it. If you guys yeah. have seen it, I'll, the video will be like I'll I'll pop a little something up maybe right here. It's uh it's really well done. Like you put a lot of work into it, and it just dropped like a few weeks ago on our uh, on RCAG yeah. Instagram. Check us out, RC Arts Group on Instagram. Um, and yeah, it was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like what other aspects of marketing really like that kind of? Do you like filmmaking, graphic design? Like, what's your what's something that you? Is if you had to choose one to focus on, what would it be? I think what inspired me at the very first play is the ads from Apple. The ads for Apple, they're just extremely creative. Yeah, like a short story. Sometimes I go to YouTube to just like watch them without. Letting them appear in my life, but it was the ads I think from around five six years ago for the AirPods, for the HomePods, mm, hiring yeah. those actors doing very conceptual, and a little bit more sci-fi stuff going on out there, and the the technique that they used to film, and then the setup they built, it's just so creative. It was one of my dream job for a long time, well, before third year. I was always trying to be a, a video director or something mm-hmm. that makes them like cool video for a company. I yeah. guess that's that's my where my inspiration, like from. What, what was your question again? I was saying like if you had to choose um, like one part of that kind of marketing thing. So like, obviously you film. Mm-hmm. Um, what what aspect of marketing that you do you really like? And especially well, not just marketing, advertising in general. Mm-hmm. So. Like, do you like film, like making short clips and uh, and short stories, or is it like a graphic design or the writing of the project? Mm-hmm. Uh, what What would you say is your favorite? I think definitely like video making, because it involves a lot more hands. I really practice my skill from like researching, planning, script writing, editing, animating at the end. Yeah, and it's a really nice way. I'm not at the very high level yet, and. It's a, such a nice way to express creativity it's in all ways, and there's just so many combinations: the music choice, and the film techniques of like different angle of the cameras, or what you're saying, how do you structure the whole things. It's linked back to my inspirations that I really want to make those creative, innovative videos that have never been seen before or have never been done before in the environment student group. Yeah. So. I enjoy the creativity of the marketing side. Even for graphic design, same things. Anything that's involved using my creativity, I feel that's a really nice balance for my life. That's why I joined RCAG as well. Yeah. Because I specialize in innovation and strategy, and I have a lot of all the variety courses. It's very like report cases based or a lot of like written written stuff. As well as you know the econ finance or the editor that we have to took those type yeah, of yeah, yeah. it's very hard to show the creativity there. We all we always follow like certain, at least for now for all of my courses. All my interesting courses happen in this semester and the next year. But before that, it was everything we follow like set of plans or formats, and then we just write things down. Even for the research, there's not much creativity there. You just go online search. Like a couple hours and then summarizing the things down, yeah. citations, and yeah, I celebrate creativity for marketing. Yeah, that's what always attracted me to marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's why I'm special. I'm actually specializing in strategy innovation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like those two kind of ideas. <laughs> so not that guys. Oh no, okay, Siri. Yeah. Siri's taking over, babe. Let me just turn it off. Do not disturb. Yeah, that's fine. No worries. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's what attracted me to marketing in the first place. Was just the ability to be so creative, because um, I do like, because I do have that aspect of an analytical mind where, mm -hmm. you know, very useful in finance and just all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. You can look at the facts and determine what's the most efficient outcome, which is very important, right? That mm -hmm. every part of business is, is that. Mm -hmm. But I agree. Like marketing gives you the opportunity to express your creativity through many different mediums. Like right now, I'm, I'm, we're doing a podcast. There's a, a video portion. There's an audio portion. Mm -hmm. I make a thumbnail. That's a that's like a graphic design portion. And mm -hmm. it allows me to practice all these different things and really express myself while also, you know, giving me the freedom to provide um, for someone else. Like, like for me, when it comes to what I want to do later, it's kind of up in the air, but I want to do something within marketing for sure. I just like work, especially working closely with uh, businesses and small clients um, and just trying to really help them spread the message that they actually want to spread. Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like every place, every business has a story. And if you're able to capture that through film or through design or whatever it may be, you can really, you know, connect with the consumer and they're the stop becoming consumers or customers and they're just people mm -hmm. right um one thing i learned from one of my courses um was the behavioral economics and marketing course mm -hmm. how was it very good course i would recommend it rsm 450 with mm -hmm. uh professor ned welch it was uh it was the it was very i guess psychology focused more the psychological aspect of marketing mm -hmm. and they took obviously a behavioral economics point of view. Um, so using a lot of studies and um, economics concepts, but the thing with behavioral economics, the whole idea of it is that it reverts or reverts against the common economic principles. So, you know, the rational consumer, uh, you know, this behavioral economics does the opposite. It says that, you know, in real life, most people are irrational. They'll wait in line for something that they have already paid for. They don't think of, think about sunk cost. You know, there's so many different things that are going to people's decision making, mm -hmm. and that's what that course really taught me. And it taught me that sometimes you can't always just look at the big picture. You also have to look at the smallest, minute interactions that can help influence somebody. So. Like instead of because the big picture is important but when you look at the small picture as well you have to have both perspectives because if you just look at the grand scale then you don't actually see the person that you're trying to target right right because if like if you think about for example if you go to grand scale with targeting our age group right whatever 18 to 24 let's say if you go to grand scale with it you might just assume Okay, our generation is obsessed with their phones, only likes this kind of video, they like these, you know, whatever, whatever is popping on TikTok at the moment, like this is what every kid likes, and this is how we're going to market our product. But then they don't realize that we're very diverse in our opinions, just like every group of people are. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it, it might work for a bit, but also if you want to have longevity, you have to understand, really understand your... Uh, the person you're trying to reach with your message. Mm -hmm. And that's what that course taught me. And that's one aspect of marketing I really like is understanding segment and trying to figure out how those people work, right? Because it's very personal. Like something like this where we're talking, I get to learn different perspectives in a casual kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. And then I can replicate that on a grand scale when trying to understand interactions like why aren't these consumers buying this product why aren't they responding this way i can think of it like oh maybe this thing like maybe it's on the right part of the shelf that's why they're not buying it <laughs> or maybe they don't like the color this color maybe this color uh is perceived as, as something else that we're trying to convey right like <laughs> writing in red 
<laughs> like writing everything in red ink in North America is like not a good thing, right? Yeah, there's actually very interesting like things in design that I know from the book I read that the use of color is very important for advertisements in mm-hmm. one way that color can convey messages. For example, for food, most of the like fast food restaurant that you notice is like red, yellow, mm-hmm. like almost none of them using like a cold, or cooler colors. Some of them are using green, but that's fine. Yeah. Like, for example, you imagine this is a picture frame and then you put your food there. If you put the wraps, it's very appetizing. Yeah. It kind of like arouses people to go buy that. But when you put like a blue background with the foods in the middle of it, yeah. it conveys a different message. You send. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I will probably won't just looking at it. I don't have to advertise for it, for it and then to go out there and buy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I learned from something somewhere else. It's so interesting when you learn these things and you can even observe it in yourself. Because mm-hmm. we learn in that behavior economics course, we learned so much about how people act, how they don't actually do what they say. 95% of people never do what they say. They just <laughs> act as they do, you know? <laughs> yes, I can relate to you know that. I mean? like, that's yeah. what, and then when it happens to you now, like especially for me, when it uh-huh. happens, I, I'm like, wait. Mm-hmm. This is that principle we talked about during class. You know? wow. And it literally applies to real life. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing of behavioral, uh, the the behavioral economics approach to marketing is the whole nudging, right? Nudging. Nudging is essentially you want to push your consumer towards a certain choice mm-hmm. without directly influencing them. So mm. it's like you want, for example, a nudge would be. So you there's these kids in this school. They go to the convenience store and they keep on eating junk food. And then the school wants to stop the kids from eating so much junk food. So a nudge would not would be instead of having the junk food at eye level, they replace that with a healthy a healthy option. Mm-hmm. And then the junk food is just slightly above <laughs> because it's not a, it's because it's not restricting them. Mm-hmm. It's just changing their environment to nudge them towards a certain choice. Mm-hmm. And this is instead of saying, "Okay, kids, no one can have this," taking it out completely of the stores. Because what do kids like to do? Opposite of what you tell them to do. Especially especially <laughs> right. when it's like, don't do this. That means, actually, let's do this to the, you know, it's like degree. encouragement. Don't do this. I gotta do that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The reverse psychology, right? Mm-hmm. And that is one of the coolest things that I learned in that course. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Very, just applications to real life. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like, even when I, from my Instagram, like, I look at what time people are most active. And... Like, I'll post during the, those times, right? It's like it's not like I'm forcing, like, spamming them. How did, I, you, how did you actually collect the data for it? So, Instagram is very good with their analytics now when you have a business... Mm-hmm. Like, I have a business account, right? Mm-hmm. That's why. Business account. Yeah. And it's free to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you switch over and you get all the analytics. Uh-huh. Um, certain things, like, Instagram's come very different now than it was before. If you don't... Basically, if you don't make a video, you won't get reach to new people. Mm-hmm. Ever. It's like, look, if you go on Explore page, how often do, you, do people click on the pictures? Very rarely, right? The first thing you click on is the suggested reel right there. Yeah, and the stories. And, and yeah. And so, like, videos are really big now. Nobody goes really viral like how they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. TikTok is kind of like is a replacement for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really interesting how... It's like I like to use it as a tool to, you know, for my create, like post my piano, mm-hmm. um, talk about the po- post about the podcast, um, you know, just repost. I, I try to use it very casually, but also I feel I also have a love hate relationship. <laughs> like, in a personal sense, I would delete Instagram. No, no, no matter what. Like, I would just uh, not have it. I've already did like just like <laughs> half weeks ago. Yeah. yeah it, make- but the only reason I have it is because. I want to post about my music. Uh-huh. I want to post about the podcast. Mm-hmm. But then it also is like, I want to interact. But then there's a thing of just watching videos, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I do, I have a timer on the app just to mm-hmm. let me know like mm-hmm. how long you've been on. And I feel like once you see, yeah, that's also a nudge. That's what, instead of restricting the app, you just have a reminder. Oh, you've been on for whatever an hour. Mm-hmm. It's like 
most people would realize, oh my god, I've been on for an hour. Maybe I should like take a break from scrolling. That's right. And something like that. But for me, I, I, since it's just me, I can put restrictions on it. So I just put it like an hour 30, mm-hmm. it'll shut down. Mm-hmm. And I have to go like, I can just delete it whenever mm-hmm. I want. But it's just that barrier. You want to create decision points, which it makes you, because humans are lazy, right? They try to make everything the most, the least resistance to the solution. Mm-hmm. So the more decision points you make, the less likely you are to go through with that decision. Right? Right. It's like, why do you have this option of select all for something? Like, or instead of just going through each section of the, for example, reading the terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. Why do you just accept, why do you press accept all? Because nobody's reading the 15 page document that says, you know, we're just stealing your information on the fine print, you know? <laughs> like TikTok is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it just makes it easy for them. Same thing, like when you go onto a site and when you, for example, sign up for a membership and there's four different options, they always select the one that they want you to select initially. Like it's already auto-selected. It's mm-hmm. never the cheapest one. It's never the most expensive. It's always in the middle. Because mm-hmm. they say, oh, most people prefer this, which is actually um, so crazy how that works because they, I, I can't remember the statistic, but majority of people will always pick the middle option when presented with three different sizes, no matter how much, how big the difference is between the sizes. Which is crazy. That's interesting. Yeah. So what they did, they had a small, medium, large coffee. And what they essentially, you know, medium was obviously the most popular. Mm -hmm. So what they did, they added an extra large. What What became the most popular? The large. And then they added an extra small. So, the, and then the most popular were this medium and the large. Like anything in the middle will always be chosen. <laughs> and then you see the incremental increase yeah. is not scaled evenly. So like a small is one cup, medium is scaled up double, and then a large is only a third. But it'll say it there too, and it'll show it on the cup, the size. Mm-hmm. But most people always pick the middle, which is because people, I mean, once again, humans are, we default a lot. We just default like, oh, the medium is probably the best, you know, that's usually what we go with. But it's so interesting how that happens. And I even catch, you know, everyone does it. And you even catch yourself doing it. Like what I catch myself doing it, I'm like, wow, maybe I should like, you know, think a little bit <laughs> about this. Yeah, there's always so many little things that in life that I don't really think about it. I just do, because that's why they call it behavior. Before mm-hmm. you even mentioned it, I didn't even realize that I have the behavior of getting my large coffees in the mornings instead of my medium one and my small one. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just choose tomatoes. Yeah, because every, I mean, that's what everyone does, right? Mm-hmm. And, or they'll do this, another, they'll do something else to try to get you to the large. They'll make the scaling really small. So the, me, so the small is $2 for a fry, medium is $3, and then the large is $3.50. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my God, only 50 cents for, you know, double the amount of fries. It makes it seem like, oh wow, it's such a great deal. So I'm, I might as well get the fries, the big fries. But then you realize, like, you didn't need to, you're not going to eat those fries. If you just wanted the medium, you weren't going to eat that much anyway, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's what they got rid of that thing of supersize me in the States. Supersize me. Because they, they would have the large and they'd have the supersized version, which is so much, it was only, it was a minimal upgrade for, like, mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of food. And people were going nuts, like... I mean, the obesity rate was skyrocketing. I mean, it's still really bad here, especially in America and North and uh, Canada. It's it's getting worse too. But it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy how you can just influence people with such a small thing. It makes a huge change, and it kind of gives you perspective on like everything you do. Like even the smallest influence can make a big splash. You know, like. And I feel like that's something you can apply to everything. It's like working on something every day, little by little, can make a huge difference in a certain amount of time. Versus, like I like to use the gym, for example. It's better to go consistent 20, 30 minutes a day for five days a week. (laughs) Versus three hours one day, you kill yourself in the gym, you're like super sore, then you just don't work out for the next four days because you're so sore. (laughs) Right? If you yeah. want to actually make a difference, you have to be consistent mm-hmm. with the small little things, you know? Right. 
And just adding on to that, my math teacher made me to school has a really nice barometer for the little influences that makes big change. That's do 1% better every day compared to do 1% worse every day. You basically take 1.01 compounded for whatever, 30 or 40, and then can really see that compound interest, exactly. whatever compound effects are happening, while the 99 compounding every time, every single time it's got smaller and smaller. Geometric functions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, less, it's just like, something like this. Exponential function. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a huge all the math, effect. All, all the math people yeah. are like, oh my god, and everyone else is like, please stop talking about that. <laughs> I think that's the little things that, I think that's a really grand, grand scale of life or mm-hmm. how businesses using little, little, little influences that make life some impacts for the operations. Yeah. They also apply to our life as well. It's, one of the book is Atomic Habits. It's all about yeah, I heard to, about that. Yeah, actually. it's how to like it's really how to developing like good habits and then the break bad ones. And then the habits it's 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 more of like a micro micro things that for us that it's a little influences little things that make a huge impact long way down the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the whole discipline thing. because um, this like literally discipline may is the essential a thing to life mm-hmm. right without discipline you cannot survive as a human being right and yeah one thing i one thing i've been glad like when i was young um, my parents like put me in martial arts that gave me discipline in many different areas mm-hmm. of course i'm lazy sometimes like everyone else but for certain things i'll never not do mm-hmm. and I also have that voice in my head that's like, you don't have any excuse, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And then I keep on hearing this, like, every time I used to, like, during the semester, I would have this thought in my head every time I wake up in the morning. I wouldn't even have it written down anywhere. For some reason, I just have this feeling. It's like, don't let laziness be the reason why you fail. Because that's literally the most, I mean, that's the most regret you'll ever feel. It's like, man, I could have done this more. I could have studied this more. It, the, the only, when you feel fulfilled on something is when you you know you put your all into it or as much as you possibly can and you get what you get doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's like you know if you work so hard on studying for a test and you still get like i don't know like a 60 it's like i mean at, at I least mean, that happens to every econ that's literally every econ <laughs> exam unless you're just just built different for economics mm-hmm. But yeah, God, those things are taking my marks. The first first year, the, wow! Oh God, first year, first year was so bad. We made it in though. We made it into yeah. Robin Commerce. <laughs> Even second year wasn't the best for me. But two or four, two or four twenty seven. Sorry, yeah. They're all, they're Thank God this year, you only have to, I had to take only you only have to take two half years. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, but yeah, that discipline kind of. It's like that little voice in your head that just keeps you going towards something. So like that kind of mentality helped me, especially because we have so many distractions now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually hold a completely different perspective than you, because after, I, I, I was a person that trying really hard on my disciplines, and I went to a military school when I was a kid because my dad's probably there. Yeah. Like, Three, four years and that gave me a good discipline as well but lately i have consulted my learning strategists and then reading books as well and more and more evidence suggesting that i don't have an argument for that yet this it's it's in my bookshelf yeah there's a book called laziness doesn't exist okay. it's really written by a really famous author i haven't read it yet so it's he will read it by, yeah. the, by the time this podcast comes out you'll be an expert write all these yeah. books in my, my perspective is that laziness and, and distractions or disciplines, it can be modified in a way. It's very easy to follow instead of using sheer willpower because that's just really, really hard on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I often get burned out, just discipline over. And then there's voices because in my, in my mind, I think they call it chatter. That's mm-hmm. the term for it. In your, yeah, yeah, in mental your, chatter. Yeah, mental chatters. 
I know it's getting negative and negative, like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that, or you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Like, you're the worst kind of person doing this. Yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. We're, all, we're often <laughs> our worst critics, of course. Yeah, worst right. critics of ourselves. And then I, I found a way that it's minimizing distraction from the book Atomic Habit as well, is that to create environments, it's so much easier when there's, it turns on your phone, you put your phones or digital device, you know, on a different floor, mm-hmm. and then you sit in your rooms and you can just like actually work on something instead of like having my phone nearby every time this message pops out and I'm looking at the message and then telling myself, oh, well, then I have to go to work again. So you can't just like looking at your phone all the time. Yeah. I, I found, yeah, that's Just think, remove it completely from your, instead of saying, mm-hmm. willing it not to happen. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not so, it's not completely opposite sides, but it's, it's just a different way. Yeah, it's a different but way. But I feel like it works together. The most efficient thing is together, right? Cause yeah, there's, that's right. I'm not saying like every scenario, you just use discipline, discipline, discipline to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, like you said, people get burned out, like many people. Mm-hmm. And um, using those and just making it easy. Like you got to make it easier. For, you want to make it as easy as possible to be disciplined about something. Mm-hmm. Why make it so hard for yourself, you know? Yeah. Why put the phone right next to your laptop uh-huh. while you're working, you know? Mm-hmm. Make it easy for yourself. Put it in a different room. Mm-hmm. So. And there's a nice, such a nice technique that worked for me very well. It's I consider like working out. I work out a little bit as well. Not as much as, you know, the jack dudes in the gyms. <laughs> uh, He's got a Bowflex like super jacked like yeah. this pair of dumbbells right there. I, yeah, I just started working out like, not long ago, a year ago. So I'm very... As a beg- beginner phase, I'm, I'm new to the workout, and for me, sustainability it's it mostly come from like fun. And mm-hmm. Sometimes I working out at the same time watching Netflix. Yeah, do do something that I, well, let's say want to do watch yeah. Netflix and do something that I also want to do but I have to do. Like it's it's part of my goal. I wanted to become grow more muscles and then be more fitter, healthier, and yeah. most importantly, just very spirit. The reason that I work out is actually very, for very, what is it, superstitious reasons? Not superstitious, oh, like, um, super, superficial. Super, superficial reasons. I just want to become more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's literally most people why they, mm-hmm. but also, I mean, I mean, we could shift, like shifting to that, just mm-hmm. we're talking about exercise and how, mm-hmm. I feel like it's one thing that I love about what the internet has done, mm-hmm. it has made going to the gym, like, so much more acceptable like makes it i felt i felt like it's made been made easier because before i felt because i i worked out in high school because like i just i went to a sports school right mm-hmm. so i always sports had the, yeah so it was wow. um like our football team was really good a huge weight room mm-hmm. like like squat racks and all this kind of stuff nice football field well not the best but decent football field mm-hmm. <laughs> And good coaches, that's the most important thing, really good people. Mm-hmm. They definitely make a difference. Yeah, a good teacher makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that whole working out thing, it's just weird because I never used to see a lot of stuff. Like it was, I felt very niche to me when I was doing it. Like guys worked out and stuff, but it wasn't like everyone was just getting diesel. Like nowadays, when you go on social media, mm-hmm. I find I'm seeing so much more. Just so much more of um, people lifting, especially a lot of girls, which is, I think is a good thing. I feel, I feel like it's reduced the amount of barriers for to entry for girls going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Because like, oh, I want to lift weights, I'm going to get bulky, whatever. You know, like that used to be the old perspective, right? People did, the average person didn't have the greatest knowledge about um, fitness. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, they realize like obviously if you just if if you lifted weights and just got bulky every single guy going to the gym would be jacked right <laughs> they'd be super jacked it doesn't work like that yeah but i think it's good because I, i'm sure there's a lot of girls before that wanted to work out lift weights but then they're they're scared of the stigma of like oh i'm gonna look like a guy or whatever you know something stupid like that and now i felt like the barriers are kind of reduced you know, they're not as self-conscious. I feel like the same thing for guys. So I see a lot of guys, even guys I know, so many guys I know have just started working out last year, a couple years ago, that never, I would never have expected to like lift weights. 
Yeah, I don't really know the you know the perspective, the micro perspective of like what makes it happens, but I think more and more people just trying to use their tuition because we pay around like what oh I think like, we pay so much it's, money. It's it's in it's, there, it's, snuck in it's, there. It's included. So if you use it, then you you make it worth. If you don't use it, you just it's still included there. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> you gotta use some incidental uh fee, health fees. <laughs> incidental fees. Literally. Yes. What do we pay? Two hundred bucks. Two three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, around that for the. It's not like yeah. If you think about it, it's not like cheap. Mm-hmm. Like two hundred bucks for three months. It's like almost seventy dollars a month. <laughs> seventy bucks a month. Wow. Because yeah. well, it, it goes over summer too. That still goes over summer. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, you have you registered for summer courses. What? And if you register for summer courses, they charge you like, more. Another rounds. Yes, for incidental fees. And it's only like a, a couple months. Yes. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Tell me about it. They're like, they're already paying yeah. tens of thousands of dollars. Let's add a couple hundred bucks more. Force them to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, we also have a dental plan. Yes. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even realize that until I was looking, <laughs> I was looking at, like I was, because I obviously have like a, we have a dental plan for a pandemic, uh-huh. but it's like, I'm looking at the uh, invoice, right? For last year, mm-hmm. when we are paying for this year. And I'm like, what dental? It's like, what? We have a, we had a dental plan this entire time, and there's like these random little fees that you, uh-huh. you have no idea where your money is yeah. going. But you can get your eye exams and then... eye exam, yeah, optometry. Like, there's like everything <laughs> is covered. But it's actually really good for especially for people who obviously aren't Canadian. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have this coverage, Oof, that's gonna be tough. Yeah, that's for me. Like last last time when I was in high school, I don't remember that I have my insurance. I, I still have my high school insurance, but I need to like go through a long process to claim it. So I basically fell down my skateboard and my arm couldn't really move. I thought I broke my arm. So I went yeah. to the hospital, take like x-ray, boom, 600 bucks. Be- one x-ray yeah. and some bandage, 600 bucks. <laughs> and then I have to like take like, a couple hours just fill in the form like yeah. for reimbursements. And at that time it's like, yeah, it's, re- it's going to be really tough without insurance for international students. Yeah, because like obviously Canadians, we get it with, um, we have universal health care here if you're mm. a Canadian citizen. But then That's if you're, awesome. I mean, if you're a, you know, if you're a university citizen, you're kind of screwed. For <laughs> You fall off your uh, your bike or your skateboard. It's mm. like, it's a good thing that a university provides that. But yeah, like we got, I got a little side, I don't know why. We just started talking about yeah. and, 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 and incidental and, fees. Yeah, and, and, anyway, like for something about back working, to very, working out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even back to the original topic that you're marketing, I'm actually, honestly, I'm not really an expert or very knowledgeable about marketing. I'm doing the thing because just I, I enjoy spending time with people in the organizations. And the only marketing course that I took, it's just the one that 250? Said, 250. Yeah, <laughs> now, now, Great now, course. Now I'm taking 250 with this guy, so it's going to be lots of fun. Yes, yes. You should take 450 next year. 450. I wish yeah, I, if you can fit it in. Yeah, I wish I still have some room, bro. I know. <laughs> There's so many things, man. Like my next year is just because I'm taking the uh, the specialist. Mm-hmm. Good thing there's a lot of overlap courses. There's, a, there's a couple overlap courses for strategy, innovation, and marketing, like mm-hmm. 393. Yeah. Um, so I'm taking that. It'll count for both. Mm-hmm. Or there's a different course, 459, I think, actually. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah. What were we talking about marketing? And I'm work. Oh, yeah. Working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working out is so good, man gives you so much a lot of guys confidence because um, you know like before people they didn't there's uh, one thing I found very interesting was um, my instructor crew Nick he he told me that something like martial art doesn't give you confidence it just unveils a confidence that you always had hmm that's interesting. It's like it, you got this from how you were raised, um, you know how. Oh you, wow! Like this, this is where it really comes from. Wow. And I think he gained he gained that perspective because he became a father in the last few years. So wait, wait, wait. So oh yeah, wait. happy birthday, crew! Today's crew's birthday. I just realized. But, <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> He's forty years old now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, he yeah he gave me that perspective, and uh, I was like, you know what? That's a very interesting way to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole thing that money changes people, but it actually doesn't change people. It just amplifies who you already are. Right? So, like, assholes are going to be assholes, even more assholes when they get money. 
Mm-hmm. That's. Yeah. It helped me understand more about that because I was very shy, people, introverted. At least that's what I thought. Yeah. Back in my, back in into my middle school, I wasn't having a really nice experience from elementary, middle school, even high school, back in my hometown China, because the teacher was not as good as here, and then sometimes they can become very abusive. Yeah. And just under the influence of like the abusive teachers, and it's like shadows that makes me really shy and introverted. I basically don't really talk to people. I spent my whole holidays with computer games, which is really bad. Yeah, But like, yeah, yeah. at a certain at a certain point, did I just changed? It's the confidence somehow came around. Came around, and is that one of the things that you know we we're born with? I was born with under the influence of culture, mm-hmm. the environment I was in. It's make me very low confidence. People would say, also actually a lot of like other teachers commented me that. Oh, you're not a very confident boy, or whatever that was. <laughs> so mean. That's like the most Asian teacher thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like first we're gonna verbally abuse you, then we're gonna see you outside of class and be like, wow, you're not very confident. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because you <laughs> abuse me every day in class. It's like you're stupid. Do more homework. It's like maybe that's why, man. I don't know. Yeah, and. The thing is, like, turned around when I get into university. It's I become more of an extrovert yeah. and more confident as well. It's good. So, how does that like connect to the thing that you were saying? That? I think what I th- I would take that and interpret it as everyone has a capacity to be confident. Mm-hmm. It 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 just it doesn't come from something else. It's just something you use another thing to reveal it. Mm-hmm. To uncover it within yourself. For me, that was martial art. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I was still shy, but I was um, mm-hmm. I was never worried about my like. I wasn't intimidated by mm-hmm. people in that way, and the way I carried myself was different. Same thing for people like happened in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference between confidence and ego. Big difference. Yes, confidence. It's a very fine line between confidence. And yeah, arrogance. Exactly, because you know there's always there's also those guys in the gym like they're very confident, but then it goes too far to one side, and they're like, "Bro, so jack, man, <laughs> so jack," and their whole personality is that like they go to the gym, you know. <laughs> like for me, yeah. there's all those people like in martial arts who are like, "Man, I could kick anyone's butt. <laughs> They have a knife, doesn't matter, man. I could do it." They have a gun. I'll stop the bullet. You know, like they they're just too into themselves. But the thing is, all these the I find the confidence thing comes from something that humbles you. Hmm. Like in martial art, you get humbled like first day you go in there. You get beat up like mentally, not physically, because you're like you're shittier than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the new guy there, and then you literally will get beat up a little bit, right? Mentally and physically in mm-hmm. sparring, right? Like your first sparring will always be difficult. Same thing like your first day in the gym. Mm-hmm. The next day, when you're super sore, that's the result. That's you getting beat up, right?、Mm-hmm. And it humbles you. But what it teaches you is that you know, it's like I was able to overcome this, and I was able to understand. I had to leave my ego at the door before I undergo this activity,、mm-hmm. and therefore I've gained that confidence to act in a way that. Accentuates my own confidence that I always had.、Mm-hmm. I just never had the ability to show it, you know. And I think that's really, I found that really interesting. I'm just, I think it's a good thing though that people are working out more, because first of all, it's already it's just good for you. <laughs> yeah. In very different ways, if not、mm-hmm. very different, many different ways. Yes, many different ways. Hello, Rabba. Yeah, we can wrap up soon.、Mm-hmm. We're thirty, forty minutes in.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can go for a little bit more. What time's your thing? Ten a.m. Right? Wanna go like ten minutes? Would、we'll、you like ten minutes more? Yeah, sure. Okay.、Um, yeah, working out, dude. Getting jacked. What? What are your? How about this? Since we're filming early in the year,、mm-hmm. what do you have any plans for the new year? 
or, or not the new year, this year that we are currently in. This year. Any any sort of it doesn't have to be like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Just some sort of general anything new that you're working on, looking towards. That's not <laughs> I used to have goals. But nowadays I focus more on improve my processes. Instead I change in a lot of different way. I still have goals that's of general guidance such as, you know, be an excellent student mm -hmm. and that could be interpreted in so many different ways and improve my processes such as you know really trying to learn for the knowledge but not for the marks mm -hmm. and for now I don't really have any goals because life is so busy yeah if I can get everything under my control I think it's pretty perfect because I am testing my limits I think I told you earlier that I have six courses and yeah. two part-time jobs at the same time and I definitely gonna overwork myself and then get burned out <laughs> well, at least you know what's happening <laughs> I, I, at least I can like, anticipate that sometimes I can do better at my time management that's one of the processes as well better time management improving the way I learn also try to go out of my comfort zone and just maybe speak up a bit mm -hmm. speak up a little bit speak up a little bit yeah all right that's that that's that's why we don't have a microphone. <laughs> yeah, the mic for some reason isn't working. I don't have the adapter. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, just speak up a bit, just cause you know. Yeah, well, what we're talking about. Yeah, I think time management. Mhm. Mm my goal will be just improve my processes and then have the identities. One of the identities is be an excellent student. Yeah. What's the other identity? <laughs> <laughs> Get ridiculously jacked. <laughs> It's yeah, so jacked. That, 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 that could be one. And I I do enjoy to work out and then rock climb as well, bouldering. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we should a, talk about that too. Mm -hmm. It's just around like five minutes out, out of my, outside of my place. So it's a really nice way to for me to get relaxed and most importantly, sleep. I have a hard time sleeping after the whole day's work. Yeah, can help you to, just think. You're thinking too much. Yeah, it can help to look at my phones and at, at late nights and because days make me like physically and mentally tired mm -hmm. and I close my eyes ding dong tomorrow morning is already there oh it's the best the best, best is asleep <laughs> after exercise yes <laughs> I find I mean, you know what I find really weird is when the times I use my phone the most are when it's after something that's so like intense and I'm already tired mm -hmm. but then I feel like in my body it's like oh I just need to get my me time in so even if it's like counter productive for mm -hmm. me to it better for me to just sleep mm -hmm. i'll be like oh let me, i gotta at least look at my phone for a little bit mm -hmm. you know i feel like that's some something subconscious the reason why there must be some sort of psychological reason mm -hmm. i think I, I i was i saw something about um phone usage is like before bed is like a form of procrastination right mm -hmm. it's like a there's a certain term for it sleep procrastination uh-huh something like that and and then there's something else where procrastination is actually um, a result of something else. It's actually not our fault. Mm -hmm. Why we procrastinate, you know. Everyone is prone to procrastination. Some people more than others. Um, but the science around it and like the whole psychology of it is very interesting. I want to look into that as well. Because I've heard a lot of different things. But I want to... It would be, would be very interesting if you know, you're trying to find a specific professor's stats like research areas on that or like psychology professor that's yeah. knowledgeable about certain topics I think the viewers might be more appreciate this year I mean those like yes professional and then very evidence-based stuff yeah for mm -hmm. sure like I want to get my professor for my behavior economics course on mm -hmm. professor Ned Welch mm -hmm. um, that'll be really yeah. cool I'm probably gonna send him an email yeah that, that would be nice and also the ones that our our new professor for 350 that's a fun guy oh yeah uh professor well, luciano yeah and he has a podcast too mm -hmm. behind greatness behind greatness mm -hmm. uh hosted by luciano volpe our professor for what's the course called again marketing management marketing management but that title sounds a bit boring yes but the course is so much interesting. and amazing if you guys go to uft and you're in rotman <laughs> you got it like you have to take that course mm -hmm. even if you're not i mean we're talking to most people in there like not even everyone was talking about marketing like mm -hmm. they're doing and it was very interesting 80 literally 80 percent of the people are were, weren't from toronto 
We're just so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, you can yeah. really see the diversity in the classrooms. There. Yeah, especially just and, from where you come from. Yeah. And I don't know, could I kind of connect back to from that experience in the, in the class, connect back to the confidence. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing everybody's unique, coming yeah. from a different background, have all those different skill sets. I think that's another way to humble. Humble yeah. walk as well. At least it humbles me up because everybody else is that. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you know, my family's got this. You know, I went to this school. I got like a hundred percent in high school. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, and also the way the class is structured, I kind of, it's, it's case. Yeah, very case, and I love the way he te- he's mm-hmm. already after the first time. I love the yeah. way he teaches. It's totally interactive. Mm-hmm. I mean, we spent the entire yeah. first class just introducing ourselves and talking yeah. about where we come from. It, it, it's more like watching a comedy show, an interactive comedy He's show. He's doing crowd work yeah, in yeah. class. <laughs> you, do some, you say something. Hey, like, where are you from? <laughs> you like <laughs> bananas? Yeah. What's the population of their cities? Yeah. Well, how many po- how yeah. many cities in China have a population yeah. <laughs> over a million? At the index like a hundred pe- cities or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Somebody search- you searched it up? Yeah. And in that class, I think it was... I only had a five hours sleep. And so at the end of it, I was kind of a little bit like... Look tired. Yeah. Just yelling at... Willie, are you sleeping in the classroom? You William's can't... gonna drop the class. Look at him. He's so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It was a fun experience. Yeah. Those kind of professors are the best. Mm-hmm. I especially lo- I love those kind of classes with their structure like that. Mm-hmm. Especially for marketing. It is essential i think for uh, not just marketing maybe marketing and uh, of course innovation <laughs> strategy like yeah. the whole aspect of business <laughs> that sort of environment that that's created where it's very interactive and no judgment and just bouncing things off each other versus like <laughs> this is our plan look at this and just follow the plan kind of scenario <laughs> that creativity is so important and that's why businesses succeed is the ability to adapt to different scenarios and constantly come up with new versions and improvements on their product or reaching different consumers, right? And it's all about that constant motion, right? There's even like products that have been around for so long. Mm -hmm. Like how do these things exist for this long? But you realize that they actually have been modified so much. Little things here and there. Mm-hmm. Ads are different. Targeting different people. Design is different. Like so many things are adjusted as time goes along for that company to succeed and mm-hmm. survive. You know, this entire time. Yeah. Take business, guys. It's not. It's not. It's not a joke. <laughs> I mean, there's such a different perspective. Feels like parents take business kids. <laughs> become become oh my god an investment banker. Become a finance bro. Yeah, become finance bro. Wear your puffy vest with your checkered shirt. <laughs> slick your hair back, and just snort cocaine on the weekends. All right, after going on Bay Street. Mm. Yeah, no, I think we we probably wrap it up. My guy here has a meeting in the morning. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, yeah, well, thank you again, William, for coming on. This was fun. Um, and if you want to check out William's stuff, where, where can they uh, follow you, you know, see your work? Um, on Instagram. What's your Instagram again? My Instagram? My personal Instagram? Yeah. Just, I think mean, RCAG is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to check out any of William's work, um, it'll be on the um, Robin Commerce Arts Group page. I'll link that down below. And you're going to see, yeah, periodic posts from different members in the marketing community or a marketing committee. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you'll see some of, go check out Will's uh, freaking crazy video that he spent 50 hours doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.